Amen. Glad to see you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Glad to see you here today. I wonder how long they go if I didn't say anything. Sit down. All right, sit down. Have a good time. All right, I'm glad to see you today. Well, praise the Lord. I'll tell you what, I love being a Hiles Anderson. Am I on? Am I back on? I'll tell you what, I love Hiles Anderson College. Hiles Anderson College is awesome. Now, are you folks from uh, Brother Cowling's church? Where, where are you folks from? I'm sorry. What's it, where at? In Indianapolis. Cool. Got some fellow Hoosiers here. Amen. I'm a Hoosier, man. I'm, I'm a Hoosier. That's awesome. Came from Indianapolis to be with us today. Were the roads nasty coming up? No? And they were where I was. You guys got better connections than I have, I guess. Say, who's over here? Somebody was visiting over here. What's that? She left? Yeah, oh, it's McSpadden preaching. I'm out of here. I got to get out of this place. I got to get going. I'll tell you what, I'm so glad you folks are here. Thank you for coming. I love Howells Anderson College. I came here as a freshman when I was 17 years old. And by the way, I found my wife here. Amen. Now do it right, like he said, but find a wife. The Bible says, whoso findeth a wife, findeth a good thing. I told my wife, I said, you're a good thing. And she said, I am not a thing. I said, according to the Bible, you are. That did not go over well. Uh, do not do that. that. That's not a good thing, all right? <laughs> She's a good thing, but don't do what I did, all right? Amen. And I'm glad you're here. Praise the Lord. God is good. Amen. Yeah. How many of you saved? Yeah. Born again. Names written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. Yeah. It's getting less and less the longer I go. <laughs> How many of you are doubting your salvation right now? All right, we'll get this down here and get right. How many of you saved? Born again. On your way to heaven. Names written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. Jesus is your Savior. God is your Father. You're going to give me a hundred bucks. Okay, good. Good. Wonderful. A lot of folks are going to give me money afterwards tonight. All right, take your Bibles. Take your Bibles and turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4 and verse 30. And Brother Osgood preached yesterday. He preached. I said, what did you preach yesterday? He said, on the Bible. I said, well, everybody preached from the Bible. I'm like, come on, you know. <laughs> I guess he actually preached on the Bible. Were you standing on it or just? Oh, by the way, my wife called me this morning. And she said, please tell the students hi for me, and I love them. 
So hi from my wife, and she loved you. Yeah, I should have brought my phone in here so I could do it on the fairway, but uh, I'll do that next time, okay? Most of you have never met my wife, and she hasn't met many of you, but she loves you, and she prays for you, and uh, glad for you to be here at Hiles Anderson College. Luke chapter 4 and verse 30, the Bible says, But he, passing through the midst of them, went his way, and came down to Capernaum, the city of Galilee, and taught them on the Sabbath days. And they were astonished at his doctrine, for his word was with power. And in the synagogue there was a man which had a spirit of an unclean devil, and cried out with a loud voice, saying, Let us alone, what have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. And Jesus rebuked him, saying, Hold thy peace, and come out of him. And when the devil, came, when the devil had thrown him in the midst, he came out of him, and heard him not, and they were all amazed, and spake among themselves, saying, What a word is this? For with authority and power he commandeth the unclean spirits, and they, came, and they come out. And the fame of him went out in the, into every place in the country round about. Here we have Jesus. He's in the synagogue in Capernaum. Capernaum was the capital of Galilee, the head city. Jesus, when his ministry, uh, his headquarters was in um, Capernaum. That's where Peter lived. That's where James and John and the sons of Zebedee were and Andrew and a bunch of them. And that was his headquarters. And so he came and went out of Capernaum quite a bit. And uh, the people there knew him pretty well in Capernaum. The folks, when he went to Jerusalem, you remember when he was about to be crucified, they really didn't know him very well. They'd heard of him. And even when the soldiers were coming, Judas said, the one I give a kiss on the cheek, he's the one that uh, is the one because they didn't know who Jesus was. But in Capernaum, he was known. That's where his headquarters was. That's where he came and went from there a lot. You read in the Bible that Jesus came and went from Capernaum a lot. And so we find here that it's on the Sabbath day. And on the Sabbath day, he goes into the synagogue to teach. So I'm going to need some help here today. Uh, Brother Osgood, since you preached on the Bible yesterday, would you be Jesus today? Okay, so who are you? You heard him, he thinks he's Jesus. He just said. He just said that. Okay, Jesus, go get some disciples. Go get some disciples. Go out and say, follow me. It's a rough bunch of disciples right here, I'll tell you what. All right, so, so just go over there, Jesus, with your disciples. And Brother Eggers, yes. would you be the ruler of the synagogue for us today? Sure. Okay. So he's going to be the ruler of the synagogue, all right? And I'll tell you about it. The ruler of the synagogue was the one who conducted the services. He's the one that kind of organized it. When people came in, he had different people do things. So he's going to be the ruler of the synagogue today, all right? Now I need two fellas here that can help me. I need two guys. I could not have picked it better. Okay. One of you is going to be a devil. They're arguing about who gets to be the devil. This is rough, all right? Okay, you're going to be the devil, and you are just going to be a guy. Roman's going to be a guy, all right? And so... But here's the thing, <laughs> here's the thing, 
come here. You come here. He is going to be, the Bible says that there was a man in the synagogue there who was with an unclean devil. So he is the man and he's the unclean devil right here. All right? So you control him. Okay, now, <laughs> this is not working out like I planned, okay? Okay, that's good, that's good. We got the idea, all right? Okay, you guys go right over there at that chair there. No, 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 no. Right here, this chair, all right? There you go. All right. And Brother Francis, no, Jesus, stay there, all right? Jesus is anxious to run over. Brother Francis, you're just going to be somebody at the synagogue. You don't have to say anything. You can trip Jesus when he walks over here, whatever. You'll be there, okay? So, the ruler of the synagogue is at the, at the door when people are coming in. He's already welcomed them, but at this point, no, 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 no. At this point, the devil's being good. He's not messing with the guy. And so he doesn't know he's a devil-possessed guy, okay? And he's already, so he's welcoming the people to the synagogue. And so then, whoa, 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 whoa. No, you're welcoming these people to the synagogue. Welcome to the synagogue. And then Jesus comes to the door that he comes in the synagogue. And the ruler of the synagogue says, Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> would you be the one to preach for us today? Would you be the one to preach? You see, the thing is, is that when the man came in the synagogue, here's the thing. You didn't know ahead of time who was going to be the preacher that day. The synagogue that day, the, what, what they would do is at the end of the chief ruler, the chief, uh, the, the ruler of the synagogue, he would decide who was going to be the messenger for the day. And then he would, be, he would begin the service. Okay, so Jesus says, of course. Okay, and the disciples, they're supposed to be following Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they're following Jesus. Yes, that's right. They follow Jesus. And so they, all the disciples, they all sit down. Some of them are standing up. And Jesus said, now, when they had a synagogue, the service in the synagogue, what they would do, they would begin the service with two formal prayers. And so go ahead and lead two formal prayers real quick. Jesus, thank you for the food. Amen. Okay. Now we have another formal prayer. God, God bless all the missionaries around the world. Amen. All right, okay. So we had two formal prayers there. And then they would quote from the Shema. The Shema was Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 through 9, Deuteronomy 11, 13 through 21, Numbers 15, 37 through 41. But we're not going to read all that because of time here. Then uh, they were given, oh, I know. Could I have you be the priest? Okay, you're going to be the priest? Okay. So he's going to be the priest, and what they would do is that he, he asked Jesus to give the message for the day. He gave his two formal prayers, and then the priest would come, and they read the Shema. Then the priest came up and gave a prayer of blessing upon the people. He gave a prayer of blessing to the, on the people. I'm sorry you folks came all the way from Indianapolis for this, but it happens, all right? 
Then they will read a portion of the Pentateuch or the prophets. Now, remember, Jesus read uh, from Isaiah. We're not going to go through that part of it right now. He read from Isaiah. And uh, then the Bible says that he sat down to teach. Now, it's interesting because when they had the synagogue, the whoever was preaching and teaching didn't stand up like we do today. They would sit down and teach. And so he would sit down over there to teach. And all the eyes were on him, all listening to Jesus. Now, the thing is, the thing is, the Bible does not tell us exactly what all he preached. He read the scripture, but it doesn't tell us what he preached. But it was with such power, the Bible says, that the people were astonished by this thing. They were, they were the Bible says that, that they were astonished. Uh, let me read here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes, it says, let it, uh, and the synagogue, yeah, okay. It says, verse 32, and they were astonished at his doctrine, for his word was with power. Now, that Greek word actually means to strike a blow. No, Jesus was, Jesus was just talking, okay? Jesus wasn't beating the people up. But it's like striking a blow. Come here, guys. The preaching was so powerful that it was like somebody hitting another guy. Strike a blow, you know. Okay, thanks, fellas. They go back there. And this thing, it was so powerful, it was astonishing. They're looking at him and going, wow. This man is speaking with power. This man is speaking with authority. This man is different than most of the people we've ever heard. He's different than the priests that have spoken here. He's different than the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and he's different than the scribes, and he's different than the ruler of the synagogue. This man is speaking with power. He speaks with authority. And by the way, every time you read the Word of God, you are reading the words of Jesus Christ, you're reading the words of him, and it has power, and it has authority. The Word of God is powerful. It's authoritative. It is a powerful book. And Jesus was preaching that day, and he spoke with power. And the people were amazed. They said, oh, my soul, this is incredible. This is shocking. This is all blowing us away. But then we find here that the devil possessed man spoke up. Now, let me just say this. When you start preaching the Bible, those who are controlled by the devil do not like it. And so all of a sudden, Jesus is preaching. Everybody thinks this fellow is just another guy at the synagogue. But the devil takes over, and he yells at Jesus, and he, he, he yells at Jesus, and he says, let it. No, 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 no. Go back over and sit down. <laughs> He just stands up. He doesn't walk all over the place, okay? He stands up and he says, oh, my soul. <laughs> Bible says in the synagogue, there was a man which had a spirit of an unclean devil, and he cried with a loud voice, saying, let us alone. Let us alone. <laughs> don't pay much, you don't get much, all right? You know what the thing is, is the devil possessed man, he said, uh, and, and by the way, let me just say this. 
the devil will send his people to church. The devil will send his people that he controls to a church to disrupt it, to disturb it, to fight against God, to hinder the people from coming to Christ. The devil has his crowd in every church. And there are people that are in churches all over the place that are controlled by the devil just like this man was. And they'll come in and they'll try to destroy the church. They'll try to destroy the church service. They'll try to destroy the pastor. They'll try to destroy it. Just watch out and be careful and have some discernment because not everybody that's in church is right with God. Are you following me now? And he cried out, let us alone. Let us alone. You know what he's saying? He's saying, you know, Jesus, he said, let us alone. He said, I don't want to hear any more of that. And by the way, somebody who's controlled by the devil does not want to hear the word of God. He said, let us alone. We don't want to hear any more of this. It's powerful. We don't want to hear it. Let us alone. Don't talk to us about this anymore. And then the devil said, what have we to do with thee? What have we to do with thee? What? What have we to do with thee? But he's saying... What he's saying is, let us alone. We don't want to hear it, and we don't want to be around you anymore. We don't belong here. We, you don't belong here. We don't want to be. What fellowship hath light with darkness, the Bible says. And he says, hey, he said, I'm going to tell you what, leave us alone. He said, we don't want to have anything to do with you. We, we have nothing in common here. And then he said, art thou come to destroy us? What he knew is he knew that Jesus is God, and he even said, I know who you are. You're the Holy One of Israel. And you know the thing is, is that he was disrupting. Jesus is teaching. The power of God was working. People were accepting this. They were blown away by this. This is something great. And so the devil says, we've got to disrupt this thing. We've got to get this messed up, and we've got to keep these people from receiving the things of God. And so what happened, this devil-possessed man said, uh, what do we have to do with you? We, we don't want to hear this anymore. Leave us alone. There's nothing in common here. I know who you are. Have you come to destroy us? Have you come to put us in hell already? Have you come to destroy me? What's going on? He said, I don't want to have anything to do with you. Listen to me. Anybody that doesn't want to have anything to do with Jesus is the wrong crowd. Amen. Wrong crowd. Hello. Amen. You say, well, I got a guy at work and I'm trying to win him to Christ. Try to win him to Christ, but don't be buddies if he's against Christ. Amen. Amen. So he's trying to destroy the service, trying to ruin the whole thing, trying to keep people from coming to God. But we see the authority of Jesus because Jesus said, hold thy peace. Now, what that means, what that means, literally, you look it up, means muzzle the animal. The devil. The devil. Muzzle the animal. Hey, wait a minute. I'll tell you what, the devils are a bunch of animals or what they are. And Jesus said, muzzle him, shut him up, make that guy be quiet, shut up. And the devil, oh, my soul, the devil was not happy now, boy. The Bible said, and Jesus said, come out of him and leave him alone. Now, wait a minute. Get back over there. I didn't tell you anything yet. I should have got somebody that reads their Bible. All right, we're back over here. 
And the Bible says, and Jesus said, come out of him. Come out of him. That he, no, he, he pulls his, and he cries with a loud voice. He screams, ah! And he threw the guy down. And he threw the guy down, and he and the devil left. Can I keep this? He's gone. Thanks. <laughs> he can go sit down. All of this. All of this to give you three quick truths. Listen carefully. Number one, we find that Jesus Christ has authority. He has authority in his doctrine. He has authority in his dominion. He has authority in his word. Jesus Christ has authority in his power, and he has authority in this world. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen? Jesus Christ has all power. When he rose from the dead, he met the disciples. He said, all Power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. He said, I have all power. You are on the winning side. Amen. Yeah. Devil cannot mess your life up. Only you can mess your life up. Because Jesus has power over devils. He has power in this world. He has all power. He's in control. And don't get upset. Don't worry. Jesus is in control. There's power in his word, by the way. There's power in his dominion. There's power in his life. Jesus Christ has all power. But the second thought I want to give you is this. This, this reveals Jesus Christ to the world. When Jesus demonstrates his power, people around start to notice him. By the way, Jesus can demonstrate his power in your life if you'll let him. People can see your life and see the power of God in you in a changed life. And because of that, you will glorify our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. By the way, a mediocre Christian doesn't bring glory to God. You know, a backslidden Christian doesn't bring glory to God. A person who's just a warm water Christian, a lukewarm, they don't bring glory to God. Because God is glorified when his power is on display. Are you following me? When somebody gets saved, his power is on display because he takes a lost sinner that was bound for hell and he changes their heart and gives them eternal life and his power is on display. I want a fellow to the Lord. I want a fellow to the Lord. It's been a year or so now. I was walking down the street. I walked. He was on his porch. I said, hey, man, can I talk to you? I started talking with him. He said, oh, before you get going, he said, I got to tell you something. I said, what? He said, I just got out of prison. I said, okay, what were you in for? He said, running drugs and running guns, guns and drugs. I said, okay, you served your time. Now, let me talk to you. <laughs> pay attention to what he is. Hey, you die for a day, you know for sure you go to heaven. He said, I don't know, I think so. I told him the gospel. He sat down on the porch swing. I was sitting on the little wall in the porch. He started crying. I said, pray and ask the Lord to save you in your own words. And he started praying. He started crying, weeping, tears running down his cheeks. And he asked the Lord to save him. And he got saved. He got born again. And looked up and he said, man, he said, I prayed a lot of prayers in my life. But when I prayed this, he said, something happened in here. And something took place. His wife did not want to talk to me. She wouldn't talk to me. But a few weeks later, I got a call and he said, hey, pastor, my wife wants to talk to you about going to heaven. I said, really? I said, I'll be there. We set an appointment. I went up, met with him and his wife. And I said to her, Ashley, 
I said, Ashley, what in the world? You wouldn't have anything to do with me before, but now you want it? She said, whatever happened to him, I want that. The power of God saved a drug runner and a drug, a drug pusher and a gun runner. A guy got a prayer that God saved him, and the power of God was on display, and he was glorified, and she wanted what he had. Hello? You know, when these things happen, God's power is on display, and he is glorified because of it. Then the third thing, and I'm going to wrap this up here. Because of his power is on display and because that he has dominion over things, he took a man here who was controlled by the devil and set him free. And when Jesus does that, Jesus, look, he saves you for eternity, but he also saves you for now. This man had no life. That devil controlled him. Now he's given him his life back. Are you following me here? Now he can be a productive citizen. Now he can have a happy home. Now he can go back to work. Now he can have peace of heart. Now he doesn't toss and turn tormented by the devil all night. Now he can go ahead and have freedom from sin, freedom from the devil, and freedom from this. And Jesus set him free. Hey, if you have the truth, the truth will set you free. And who's the truth? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Hey, you get Jesus Christ and he'll set you free. You get Jesus Christ and he'll change your life. You get Jesus Christ and let his power work. And Jesus rescued this man from sin and destruction. And hey, I've got news for you today. We serve a mighty Savior. We serve a Savior who has dominion over the devils. We have a Savior who has dominion over this world. We have a Savior whose word is powerful. We have a Savior who works miracles. We have a Savior who delivers people. We have a Savior who rescues the lost and gives them eternal life and gives them a life here on this earth. And we can glorify God, my soul. We have the best that there is in the whole world. Amen? People say, I feel sorry for you Christians. <laughs> Don't feel sorry for us, man. We're having a great time. We have the Savior. Greater is he that is in you. Let me just say today, listen carefully, God loves you, and he wants to show his mighty power through your life. And there are people out in this world who are looking for something, and when you go out this week, they're looking for the Savior. They're looking for somebody who can free them from their drug addiction. They're looking for somebody who can free them from their alcohol. They're looking for someone that can free them from their immoral lifestyle. They're looking for somebody who can free them from, those, uh, from the gangs. They're looking for somebody who can free them, and we know who it is. That's Jesus Christ. And he has power to change our life. So as you go out this week, ask the Lord, give me power. Let me show your power, Lord. Let me help somebody today, and let's make a difference in somebody's life this weekend. Amen. Thank you, fellas.